0: I speak to you in the name of Jesus, who is God with us, Emmanuel. Please be seated. So in my time here at St. James, I've become aware of the many things that come with the vicar's role, um, which my friend handles admirably. Awesome. I got a new insight into a job I didn't know he had, which is casting director for uh the three o'clock service this coming um, Saturday. And in his wisdom, he has selected me to serve in the role of Joseph, um, which I'm honored to do. I'm grateful for the assignment. Joseph is one of the characters in the Christmas story that never says a word, (laughs) so no lines to memorize. And I'm gonna give it my best shot, you know? I hope it's compelling and riveting, and if perchance, when Tony nominations come out, (laughs) my name is on the list, it will not be for uh, best actor. It will be supporting actor, or featured actor, or bit part, or cameo role, because Joseph uh, has this interesting uh, place in the narrative. And how he teaches us, we read about this Sunday. We don't know a whole lot about Joseph, actually. The Gospels tell us very little. Matthew, the Gospel we're reading this year, as Ava just read, uh, is the one that maybe tells us the most, and it's not a lot. Um, so what do we know about Joseph, and what does he have to teach us as we make our way through the final days of the season of Advent. Um, I don't know what you know about Joseph. uh, Patron saint of workmen, which is a reference to the kind of one or two lines where it says, Jesus was a carpenter's son. Um, maybe if you've done real estate, I don't know how this works in Manhattan, but in places not in Manhattan, if you're selling your house, you're told to put Joseph in a statue and bury him in the front yard upside down. Um, I've never found that it works and I've never found it, that kind of magical thinking, particularly engaging. Um, but that's what a lot of people know about Joseph. But if I was going to decide what he was saying of, I might think that Joseph was saint of what I would call faithful flexibility or going with the flow or adaptive change or the saint of non-anxious presence. If Joseph had a chariot or a cart or even a mule, and if there were bumper stickers in those days, the bumper sticker would read, life is what happens instead of what you plan." Because here's the deal with Joseph and his plans. We hear in the gospel he planned to, uh, to marry this young girl, Mary, until he finds out that she is with child and he's not the guy. So he changes plans and he is going to discreetly and very graciously uh, separate from her. But then an angel in the middle of the night comes and says, Joseph, you need to change that plan. So he does, he, he uh, is told that this is the child of God and he changes plans and they make their way. Uh, towards the birth of this child as carpenter. Maybe he's working on a nursery until he gets the news that his family needs to travel to Bethlehem for the census, uh, political power at work, making him change his plans. So he gets there and maybe he planned to make a hotel reservation, maybe not, but there's no room so he stays in the stable, which is not what he planned. And uh, shortly after the birth, he gets another message from an angel, which is that you've got to get to Egypt because Herod's after you. And uh, again, change of plans. So what does all that have to teach us in the journey of faith? Why do we pay attention to Joseph? For me, maybe it's captured in what you heard in the gospel about uh, the name of this child. The child, as we heard both in the Isaiah reading and in the gospel, will be named Emmanuel, which means God with us. And maybe just somehow, in all the changes and chances of life that came to Joseph, and a lot of it we speculate about because we know so little about him, but maybe that promise of Emmanuel, God with us, was the thing that sustained him and enabled him, enabled him to live out this faithful flexibility. And then he says he named the he was going to name the baby Jesus, right? And the name Jesus means God saves. And maybe Joseph in that moment was simply relying on counting on the promise that God would make this work. In the face of all these forces beyond his control, beyond his planning, beyond his preparation, The name of Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, the name of of Jesus uh, God saves may well be the thing that sustained him. And I think there's lessons for us in that. So one lesson is in more of a global sense. This promise that God is with us when we all in our lives as citizens and and, uh, members of the global community. Conduct our lives in the face of powers that we can't control, that can shape us uh, and make us change our plans. Um, How do we move forward in that? It is by remembering God is with us in it. And that's a special role for the church, because one of the things that the New Testament says about the church is that we are the body of Christ. One of the things St. Teresa of Avila said is Christ has no hands or feet on earth but but us. So how do we manifest God's presence in a world where Ukrainians don't have enough electricity, where families seeking refuge are amassed on our southern border, where people in China or Iran are protesting for freedom, where in our own city the homeless battle, the homeless battle for dignity and a place to live, all of that we face with the promise that God is with us and that we can be Christ's hands and feet in the world to address that. So there's that sense in which we celebrate Emmanuel, God is with us. We also, I must say that for a congregation that's in a time of transition, a few changes going on, you may have noticed um, that the promise of God with us is the thing that will sustain us is the thing that we uh, will hold on to. This community over the years has made a deep um, inbred commitment to follow Jesus, to follow the one who is with us. And in all the changes and chances and uncertainty of what might happen in the coming days in this congregation as we change leadership, the promise of God with us is the thing that will sustain us and help us forward, my grandmother used to sing a song, she said, we may not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And that promise of God guiding this community uh, faithfully in days ahead is something that is uh, sort of a celebration of the of the Feast of St. Joseph. And then in our individual lives, we all have those things that come unexpectedly, that we need uh, help to be sustained. Um, need to know how to move forward with faithful flexibility. I remember a story of a woman in my church in Durham. She was a wonderful woman in her, in her late eighties, just wise and witty and strong. And uh, she had a protracted battle with cancer in her life that caused her uh, pain and uh, angst. But she navigated it with wit and joy and peace and I would visit her regularly. And after a couple of visits, I said, Okay, give me the, what's the deal here? How do you do that? How do you navigate this uncertain time and the challenges that you face with, with such not only equanimity, but joy? And she looked at me, and I think she was sort of schooling a young priest. She said, Jay, here's the deal <laughs> God didn't promise that I would be happy or wealthy. Or even healthy but God promised I would not be alone and she said and when she said that I think she meant not only that her family and her church community was with her but the the holy presence was with her sustaining her in that battle I think Joseph knew that and I think that's how he could navigate this uh, supporting role which uh, ended up being a key part of the best story ever told. So as you move forward in your own life and the changes and chances of life, as we move forward together as a congregation, as we move forward in a world where uh, we're with where forces that threaten to undo us, as Martin Luther said, may we hold on to the promise that we'll celebrate next weekend, the promise of Emmanuel, the promise of God with us, the promise that God saves. Amen. Amen.